Are you going to be teaching kindergarten next year for the first time, or do you know someone who is? Teaching kindergarten for the first time can be overwhelming, and maybe you're feeling unsure of where to start. Well, look no further. I have the ultimate survival guide for new kindergarten teachers. I created it based on all the things that you need to rock teaching kindergarten next year. All the things I wish I had known as a brand new kindergarten teacher. Get your mindset ready to tackle the challenges of kindergarten, learn how to set up your classroom for success, and master key strategies for teaching effectively. Plus, prepare for the first week of school like a pro. Don't miss out on this free guide, and please share it with your new teammates and friends who are moving to kindergarten next year. Get ready to embark on an incredible journey in kindergarten education with me as your virtual teammate cheering you on. Download the free guide today at www.kindergartencafe.org slash new dash teacher. That's kindergartencafe.org slash new dash teacher. Welcome to the kindergarten team. Hey, teacher friends, it's Seba from Kindergarten Cafe. And today we are talking about number relationships and how to support an understanding of numbers with students. So let's get started. You're listening to the Kindergarten Cafe Podcast, where kindergarten teachers come to learn classroom-tested tips and tricks and teaching ideas they can use in their classroom right away. I'm Zeba, creator and founder of Kindergarten Cafe, and I help kindergarten teachers with everything they need from arrival to dismissal in order to save time, work smarter, not harder, and support students with engaging and purposeful lessons. I'm here to cheer you on through your successes and breakthroughs and offer support and resources so you never have to feel stuck or alone. Ready to start saving time and reducing your stress all while using effective and purposeful lessons that students love? Let's get started. So number relationships is a really important concept for students, and it's very foundational for future math. Students need to know what numbers come before, what numbers come after, what's less, what's more, before we can ever ask them to add, subtract, because if they are figuring out that 4 minus 2 equals 8, if, they, if that's the answer they get, and they're like, okay, sure, that's the answer I got. Someone with number relationship understanding would think, wait a minute, 8 is bigger than 4, so it can't, that can't be the answer. 8 is more than 4. It has to be something less than 4. So it really is key to understanding. It's a key foundational skill before moving on to adding, subtracting. It also really helps when kids know the number order for future skills of like skip counting, which leads to their ability to do mathematics. So really, this is a key understanding that kids learn in kindergarten. Once kids are able to count, and as we talked about in Uh, a previous episode on counting, episode number eight on counting, we talked about how one of the aspects of counting is knowing the number order. And so once kids have a strong foundation of counting skills up to 30, let's say, 
then I start really focusing on making sure they understand the number relationships. Do they understand what comes before, what comes after, what's more, what's less? And you can be working on this throughout the time that you're working on counting as well because they go hand in hand, right? If kids don't know the number order, as we've talked about, then they can't be counting. So they really do go hand in hand. But once they have a strong grasp of counting, I focus more on number relationships. And there's lots of really fun ways to do that. But as mentioned in the counting episode, when we are working on counting and making sure we have memorized the number order, it's really important to count forwards and backwards whenever we're doing activities with students. There are lots of really fun, engaging ways to do this. There are obviously a lot of fun movement breaks like we talked about in the counting episode number eight, where you could roll a dice or pull a a card and have kids count to that number and have them count forwards and backwards while doing a movement like jumping jacks or jumping up and down or whatever it might be, wall push-ups. Anyway, there's also a lot of really fun counting songs. I mean, Jack Hartman has a bazillion of these where they're counting to 50, they're counting to 100, they're counting to 20. Literally, you want it, he has it. And he has it in different themes, so you can change it up. But it it's just the skill of counting with kids over and over so that they get used to the number order that they're counting. And there's even a really fun game that you can play that I like to play at morning meeting called Pop, where kids are counting up to a certain number and you change the number each time. And when they get to that number, then you say Pop. So for example, if we're working on counting to 20, you would say when you get to 20, that's pop. So they go around the circle, each kid saying a number, one, two, three, all the way up to 18, 19. And then the kid that is next says pop and they get to jump to the ground. And for some reason, that is all it takes to make losing, quote unquote, losing fun because they get to pop to the ground and then they are out and the play continues to start back at one until there's only one person left standing. But that's a really fun way to incorporate counting into your morning meeting. You also don't even need a fun game or activity or song. You can just do a choral count activity with your students where you are counting together as a group. And it is great when you can write down the numbers that you are counting as you're counting them. And you can start them in different places on the paper. You can go vertically, you can go horizontally, but you go in different, you change it up each time. And then the kids can notice patterns with the numbers that they're seeing when you are writing it in different ways. So for example, if you're writing one, two, three, four, five across the paper, and then you go to the next line, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, and then you go to the next line, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, A kid might notice that like every other row has a one in the column, a two in the column, a three in the column, a four in the column, and a five in the column. They might notice different patterns like that. Or there's two rows together that all start with one. So it's just very interesting to see what the kids notice. And this is a great precursor to noticing for patterns, but it's also a great way to just practice counting and getting that rote counting in with the students. If you are looking for a way to include learning 
number relationships in a transition activity, like you're calling kids to the rug and you need a few minutes while kids are settling down, you can play Guess What's Next. And so you just hold up a number card and a student tells you what number comes next. This also works really well if you're telling kids to go to a station. Like if you're instead of calling them by name, you would call them to tell you what number comes next. And then then they get to go and get in line or go and choose a station, what, whatever your next activity is. But that's a fun transition game that you can play. Another really strong activity for working on number relationships is building number lines with students. Uh, and this can be really powerful when you're starting with a blank number line and you're handing out cards to kids and they don't know which number is the smallest number, which number is the biggest number that you have in your deck of cards. And so they might start with like a five and they might put it right in the middle thinking maybe you have zero to 10 and then you get a 25 and maybe that means they have to move the five down because they know the 25 is so much bigger than the five. The five can't be in the middle. And as they start getting more numbers, they're moving things around and figuring out which number comes before, which number comes after, which number is bigger, by how much is it bigger. It leads to some really, really critical thinking about the number relations. But it's also fun once you've built the number line to play what's missing, or I call it like the hiding game, and hide and seek whatever you want to call it. The point is they've built this number line with the number cards that you have. And then you ask the kids to close their eyes or turn around and you take away one number. Can they figure out which number is missing without counting all the cards, without counting from zero or from whatever number you started with? And this is a great game to practice knowing the number order uh, and knowing what comes before and after. And really just looking at the missing card and seeing, you know, the numbers that are around it and figuring out what number could it be. Another activity that I use all the time with students when working on number order and number relationships is called nearby numbers. And what the kids have to do is they have a pile of little cards with one column in the middle filled out for them. And they have to fill in the numbers in the row. So for example, if they have 10 in the one filled out box that's in the middle, they have two empty boxes on either side, they need to figure out which number card is going to go to the left of the 10 and which number card is going to go to the right of the 10. So they'd have to find the 9 to go backwards and then 8. And then they'd have to find the numbers that are more than 10. They'd have to find 11 and 12 and put those in the boxes. And then that completes their row. And then they go to the next row to see which number they're working with in that row. I really like this activity because I have it set up so that I can do with numbers up to 10, numbers up to 20, and then numbers up to 100. And so it's the same exact activity each time. It's just that the skill is different. The like group of numbers is different. So I'm not teaching the activity every time as the kids progress in their knowledge of number order. It's just that they're practicing with different numbers. It also means that I can pull a group of students that are working on this skill, but maybe someone is working on lower numbers than someone else. 
I can do the same activity with them, and it's just that they have different cards. But it really is a good activity to work on more and less because they have to think about what comes before and what comes after the number that's in the middle. Similar to this are activities that work on missing numbers. So if you have a row of numbers, a number line, and or a number chart, there's only a few numbers that are written there. The kids have to fill in the missing numbers. I find that this is in some ways a little easier because they're counting more numbers at once and they kind of get in the groove of, you know, starting at, let's say the number chart goes from 1 to 20 and they have some numbers filled in. The numbers that are filled in kind of act as like a self-check to see did they get it right? Because if they're writing numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, and then the next number is 6, well, wait, maybe they did something wrong. Maybe it's supposed to be 5, 4, 3, 2 instead of 1, 2, 3, 4, 6. Whereas the nearby numbers, they get one number and they have to think, well, what comes before and what comes after that number? But they're both really good activities to work on students practicing number order, but also you checking in and seeing how they're doing with learning their number order. That more informal assessment like we talked about in two episodes ago about tracking student progress. Anytime I'm doing these activities, I'm observing with the students. I'm watching them and seeing how they're doing with them and if they need to go up to a harder group of numbers or if they're solid in it or if they need more practice or maybe they need to go to a lower group of numbers first to really work on that foundational piece before moving on to harder numbers. So as we talked about, to wrap up, to remember the key takeaways, working on number relationships is a really important skill that will be foundational for kids as they go moving on to harder math, more complicated math. It's critical for them to have this in place before they do addition, subtraction, multiplication, all of that. You can embed these kinds of skills activities in everything you do, in morning meeting, in your transitions with fun songs and games like pop or guess what's next. And I do love, if you need a movement break, putting on the Jack Hartman counting videos. And a great opener to your math lesson is doing some choral counting. But really, when you're working in small groups on number orders, having kids build number lines, taking away some numbers from the number line, having them figure out the numbers that go before and after, that's where this key foundational learning will take place. And we want to be watching our students to see if they are progressing and they're ready for maybe higher numbers or if they need to maybe if they're struggling, if they need to work on maybe some smaller numbers first before moving on. All of the resources that I mentioned are available in my TPT shop, and I will put the link in the show notes below. And again, if you're looking for anything in particular, just send me a DM and let me know and I'll send you the link right away. I want to try something fun. For those that are still listening, send me a secret message on Instagram to let me know that you enjoyed the episode, that you are excited to try some of these activities. Just let me know that you're here. I am really excited to see who sends me the secret message. So it's going to be a secret code. And the code is numbers. All you have to do is send me the word numbers and I will know that you've been listening, that you enjoyed the episode. So I'm at Kindergarten Cafe. Send me a message with the word numbers and I'm excited to see 
who sends me the secret code, who's been listening, who's been enjoying the episode. All right, it's time for the quote of the day. A boy said, another Justin, what are the odds? And another child rightly responds with one, three, five, seven, nine, eleven. Because those are the odd numbers. All right. Have a great Thursday if you are listening to this live or a great day if you're listening any other day. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Kindergarten Cafe podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information and resources or just head straight to kindergartencafe.org for all the goodies. If you liked this episode, the best ways to show your support are to subscribe, leave a review, or send it to a friend. I'll be back next week with even more kindergarten tips. See you then.